Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. You know, the world we live in is a very complex one. And unfortunately, most entrepreneurs, me included, tend to add to that complexity by confusing the very customers we're trying to serve. Let's talk about some ideas on how to remedy that. You have a B2B small business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about the most important influences in your life and therefore your business. In this episode, I want to talk about how we as entrepreneurs tend to unknowingly confuse our customers and what we can do about it. You know, I told you a while back that this podcast would be about lessons from my experience as well as areas that I'm learning and how new tactics I'm learning are working. You know, I've spent a lot of time studying the, the last year or two in marketing, and this episode is about some of the things I've learned things we were doing wrong in our company as well as things we were doing right, but just didn't have a framework or really even a conscious thought as to what we were doing in a marketing sense. You know, to look at the big picture, marketing, you know, used to be very simple, you know, for each product and service had a small number of competitors, uh, you know, and it was, you know, you had a choice of A, B, or C. Uh, and today you you might have a choice of, you know, A, B, C, D, H, all the way through the alphabet. You know, and, you know, today as consumers, we're bombarded with thousands and thousands of messages per day, you know, Depends on who you listen to, what stat, but you know, some say five thousand plus sales messages per day. You know, and we're we're literally overwhelmed by choice. I mean, uh, have you ever spent any time on Netflix? Uh, you know, I have Amazon Prime that I use. You know, more than Netflix probably. And it, it occurred to me a week or two ago that I spent all my time, you know, on Prime, adding movies and shows to my watch list. You know, after I'm sitting there for thirty minutes and I realize that I haven't watched anything but trailers. Because there's so many choices, I can't even narrow it down. And so I'm just trying to add things that I'll get to that later. Uh, you know, we go into the grocery store and there's 15 brands of laundry soap, you know, and, and even the large corporations like Walmart are, are looking at ways to reduce the choices because they've realized that they're just overwhelming consumers. You know, um, I've always believed in very aggressive marketing and, and, you know, our company sales doubles emphasis on cold calling, which, you know, by the way, still works in B2B and works really well, regardless of what some gurus may tell you, you know, you, you have to be aggressive in your marketing and be loud to stout up, stand out amongst all this noise that we're surrounded by. You know, uh, if you think you can sit back and be stuffy and all professional without aggressively going after prospects, you're just not going to last in today's market. It's just reality, like it or not. I mean, you, you can, can't sit, sit back and think, well, you know, I'm a professional. I deal with professionals, so I need to be conservative and I can't be aggressive. Well, no, wrong answer. You don't, and, and you shouldn't have to be like a stereotypical used car salesman. You should, however, be relentless in your follow-up, your psychology in dealing with prospects, and constantly moving things forward. And don't be afraid to contact a, a prospect too often. You know, whatever rate you think you should be contacting them, it probably needs to be double or triple that, uh, and that's where you should be. You know, and I don't remember which episode it was, but in a prior episode, I talked about my experience as a young man uh, working at Merrill Lynch and how I was, you know, uh, following up with a uh, a very wealthy individual and trying to get his account. Uh, and he, you know, I, over a period of, I think nine months, I followed up with him, 
you know, several times. I think it was probably four or five times over nine months. And he ended up signing with another Merrill Lynch broker. And the reason was because I didn't follow up aggressively enough and because I was afraid to contact him. Uh, you know, so not only we, and not only do we need to be loud and stand out and aggressive in our marketing, but you know, the, the bigger thing is that we need to really tell our customers what they should be doing. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're aggressive and a great marketer and all that, uh, and you're constantly following up on somebody. If you're not giving them an action and a reason to move forward and telling them exactly what they need to do and getting them to do it, you're going to fail. There's just no way around it. You know, I mean, how many times do you, you know, for example, how many times do you go to a website uh, and you see, you know, a laundry list of every possible service, you know, uh, we're a full service marketing company. We do this and this and this and this and this and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it just goes on. And, and I know we've uh, been guilty of that as a company over the years. You think the more stuff you can throw out there, the wider net, you know, the more likely that you're going to pick somebody up. And that's actually the opposite. You know, your customers have too many choices. And instead of picking one, you know, they pick none and they leave. You know, again, for a website example, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, what they call a heat map of clicks or mouse movement. You can actually get uh, these services that'll put some code on your website or whatever, and it'll literally record and show you where the mouse movements of visitors to your website come to. And, you know, do they go in the upper right-hand corner where the contact us is or get a quote or whatever, you know, and it's supposed to give you all this intelligence as to what they were doing. And, you know, that's great from a psychology and, you know, all that marketing kind of stuff, uh, standpoint, usability. But, you know, I used to think, wow, that's really cool. You can see where they're going all over the page. They're interested in that. And they're interested in that or whatever. Uh, but the problem is um, that's not really what we want. What we want them to do is go right to where our sales message is, where it actually matters and where they have to take action to do something and then tell them what to do. You know, as humans in our modern society, you know, we've got way too many daily decisions. You know, it goes back to the old Steve Jobs things about, wearing, you know, the same black turtleneck, you know, uh, every day. You know, he didn't want to waste his creative juices, quote, on making clothing decisions. I mean, that's an extreme example, but you get it. I mean, um, it, even if you consider yourself a leader and not a follower personality, which is pretty likely if you're listening to the, this podcast or an entrepreneur, um, you still psychologically find it easier sometimes to follow directions down a path instead of having to analyze and make every single decision, you know, about how to research something or explore it further, that type of thing. So, you know, let's say you work, you're marketing on social media or email or even cold calling for that matter. You know, do you get in there and say, you know, look at us. We're a full service firm. We can do this and this and this and this and so on. You know, your customer is going to sit there and go, uh, well, do I need X or do I need Y or Z or, uh, or well, maybe I should be going to a specialist because this is kind of like going to my primary care, but maybe I should be going to the neurosurgeon because I've got a brain problem. Um, you know, and so this trying to uh, fit everyone idea is uh, the wrong way to approach it. We need to focus in, on bringing our customers in with one angle and then expand. And so, uh, and this is totally off the subject, but uh, just it popped in my head. But uh, boy, if, if you've got your web designer and websites that are putting all this big highfalutin corporate needs on your website that, uh, you know, the average person can't tell what you do. Uh, I mean, I personally, it's a pet peeve of mine. It drives me absolutely nuts. You know, I have an IT background and I'll go to, you know, IT managed services companies and other IT related type of companies that are websites. And I look at it and I'm like, what, what do you actually do? I can't tell, you know. And so and that's an, an example of, you know, a confusion. Even somebody who knows something about that industry can't even look at the website and, and tell what they actually do. So, 
you know, we have way too much focus uh, through, you know, consultants and, you know, everybody wants us to be formal and, you know, fancy with big words and everything. No, you need to speak in English, uh, both on your website and your copy, you know, over the phone, however you're communicating with your customers. And there's way too much emphasis on this, you know, the big words and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, total side rant off the subject. But um, so, you know, I hope I've convinced you that you need to narrow down our customers' choices when when they're dealing with us. And that needs to happen at every touch point. Uh, you know, uh, a cold call, if you do that, uh, any form of sales copy you use, content, basically any touch point um, when the sales process. So if that touch point doesn't focus on getting them to do one thing, then you're going to lose a good portion of them. So let me give you a couple of examples that I'm really talking about. Um, you know, let's say for an offline example, uh, you know, a cold call in a typical B2B scenario, let's say, you know, you're um, selling commercial insurance policies. You know, everybody needs, every company needs typical things like liability, property and casualty, you know, that sort of thing. But they don't necessarily need health benefits, life insurance, you know, 401k, retirement plans. Um, you know, those are generally optional and not required by law. I mean, they might be, the health might be these days, depending on the size of the company. But, you know, those products generally have, um, are also some of the highest margins uh, for the agent. So most insurance pros, you know, they're smart. They want to sell them PNC, of course, but they'd also love to write that $5 million whole life policy for the executives. You know, so what do you want to do? You want to call up the company and ask the owner and try to sell them that $5 million policy? You want to call them and say, you know, we're a full service agency offering blah, 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 blah. You know, you'll be talking to an empty telephone. Um, you know, you want to call with a very specific offer in mind, like offering to reduce the price in their PNC or workers' comp. And then after you get in the door and start to establish that trust, then you can guide them along that yellow brick road to your odds of whole life or benefits or whatever it is that you actually want to sell. You know, so that's an example of an offline type of situation. So what about online? You know, we'll, we talked about like websites. Uh, you know, and a website is, you know, really a 24-hour-a-day salesman. You know, it's there to present a sales message, even though a lot of us use it like business cards, you know, well, like I said, we've made that mistake ourselves, you know, so it's uh, really, it's just like a verbal sales message that, you know, if it bounces all over the place and feature barfs that, you know, a website with no direction leaves the buyer confused and aimless. You know, I'm not lecturing, uh, it, like I said, in any way, because we're totally guilty of this and we're actually in the process of remedying this uh, in a lot of ways right now. You know, so, but let's take our typical example of a website, you know, it's got its on your homepage, you got a menu and you got links like about us, services, contact us, testimonials, and, you know, every other possible menu item they can think of to throw on there. And so what do you think when somebody comes there? You know, they have, you know, they probably have some idea of what they're looking for, but, you know, they'll just start clicking around information in the order that they found it, creating a completely incoherent sales message in their mind that, that they're designing the sales message, which may not make sense. And it's certainly not probably what you want them to see. Instead, what we need to do is we need to bring them to our website or web properties and guide them through a specific process and a sales message that we know works and serves their needs. You know, the easiest way to do that is through a sales funnel. You know, sales funnels in general are a pretty basic concept that most, you know, people in the sales, um, with a sales background understand. But, you know, it's, it hasn't really been in the, until probably the last year or so that I've really understood how it applies online. You know, I thought about a funnel as a process that you put a prospect through you know, by your actions. And that's true, but online, it can be done in a very specific way. And it's not really with a website. An online funnel eliminates the clicking around on a website in random directions and different pages and gives you the ability to push people through a specific sales message in a specific order and get them to take action by telling them what to do and, you know, only giving them one choice. 
you know, Russell Brunson is kind of the king of online sales funnels. And I've learned a ton of him on that subject. And, uh, you know, I'd highly recommend him for that you know particular area. And, you know, but the principles of sales funnels are the same, whether they're offline or online. So how do we, you know, implement this on a practical level? Well, first of all, you need to find out what, you know, your hottest, most interesting, sexy, whatever you want to call it, in-demand product that you have and focus on that to start off with. Don't try to sell everything at once. Don't, you know, don't do the we're a full service agency that sells everything, you know, um, wrong. You want to sell something very specific and sell the thing that is the highest likelihood of getting in the door and make sure your sales message at every point in the contact focuses on a single choice or product and more importantly, tells them what they need to do next. You know, if it's a mailer, you know, what does that tell them to do? It tells them, hey, call this number because to get a quote on this particular product or whatever, which is your number one selling product, uh, even if it's not a high margin product, you know, or, you know, something like that. Uh, and, you know, number two, be patient, you know, in B2B, you know, it takes time to develop customers, you know, sell the low end entry product or service first. And that gets you in the door and allows you to spend time on the relationship. And, you know, that way you don't throw out, you know, the, the leads that are up here weak and they're not a big buyer today, but they will over time if they're developed correctly. And then once you're in the door and you have the customer's attention and you start to build that relationship, then you can start taking them and guiding them through other ways. So, you know, this is a simple concept, but I think this is important. And like I said, something that um, even, you know, a person who's been in marketing and sales for, you know, my whole life, uh, you know, miss some of this stuff. And I think it's something that you have to revisit and think about. So I hope you got something out of this today. You know, these concepts are really fundamentally changing the way we run our business. And we're really starting to see the fruits of those changes appearing. And we're far from done. But as we continue to implement, I'll definitely share about what's worked for us and how you can use in your business. Have a fantastic day. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.